Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Meet John Bue, the Northern Ireland man with the ear of the Prime Minister. I appeared before the Defence Select Committee at the House of Commons where I spoke on the whole question of the future of NATO and the broader Western alliance. Professor John Bew is Rishi Sunak's special advisor on global affairs. We advised a Rishi Sunak um, in the negotiations that led to the Windsor framework and it was actually being reported that he flew in ahead of Rishi Sunak into Northern Ireland to chat with senior DUP figures prior to the announcement of the Windsor framework back in February. So just who is the Belfast-born historian who has become one of the most influential men in Downing Street? How did he get there so quickly? And what are his views? He was one of the key, key authors of this huge kind of review back during Boris Johnson's tenure on the, the UK's kind of strategy. And as a result of that, one of the, the outworkings was a multi-billion pound increase in uh, defence spending. So we very much of that issue. I'm joined by Belfast Telegraph reporter Andrew Madden to find out more. Andrew. You're very welcome to the Bell Tale. Thanks for having me. Obvious question. Mm-hmm. Who's John Bew? Well, John Bew is the son of the crossbench peer, Lord Bew, one of Northern Ireland's most uh, renowned historians. Um, he has a background in academia, but now he's actually serving as Rishi Sunak's foreign policy advisor. So essentially he's helping to shape the government's approach to global affairs. And, and, what, and what would that involve? Well, essentially advising um, the Prime Minister um, on how to tackle subjects, whether it be, you know, the ongoing conflict in the Middle East, um, Ukraine, um, dealing with, you know, uh, the US administration, um, pretty much the um, the big ticket items, the broad ranging approach to, uh, to global affairs, so defence and things like that. Was he brought in by Rishi Sunak or? No, he was actually brought in by Boris Johnson. So he's worked with three prime ministers, um, which is quite strange for any advisor um, to go through three different um, administrations and be kept on. So he's clearly um, well respected and highly, highly thought of. But he was brought in by Boris Johnson back in 2019. Um, It was through his work at the uh, policy exchange think tank that kind of brought him to the the attention of uh, some senior Tories. So uh, Boris Johnson and brought him in back in 2019. He also uh, has had a role, we'll bring this in right at the beginning, um, we're talking about global affairs mm-hmm. and international affairs. It is strange, because he is from Belfast, yeah. that he has had a role with regards to the Windsor framework also. Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah, so as I say, that was 
Well, I suppose it starts really with Boris Johnson. Um, you know, we, he would advised him in the run-up to the signing of the withdrawal agreement, which brought about the Northern Ireland Protocol. Um, and then that morphed into, obviously, the, the Windsor Framework and the DEP boycott. Um, so he advised Arishu Sunak um, in the negotiations that led to the Windsor Framework. And it was actually being reported that he flew in ahead of Arishu Sunak into Northern Ireland um, to chat with senior DUP figures. Um, prior to the announcement of the Windsor Framework back in February. That's a big role and that's a very political role. I mean, he's a global, he's, he's, he's Rishi Sunak's special advisor in global affairs. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. it says on his yeah. CV. Yeah. You know, this is, but that's a very political role. Very much so, but I suppose, especially with, you know, the Windsor Framework, um, having a Northern Ireland man um, advising on it was probably, obviously it's seen as an asset, you know, and he was, it's been, um, it's been written about that he spoke closely, you know, and uh, with, uh, Leo Varadkar's um, uh, team um, around, you know, the withdrawal agreement and the outer workings of Brexit. So he, was, he obviously is a person that knows Northern Ireland very, very well. I mean, in, in his time in academia, he was, he's written several papers um, exploring Northern Ireland politics and politics on this island. And he's a specialist in war studies and international affairs. Yeah. He's an historian, I suppose, by, by profession. By profession, yeah. He is an historian, yeah. Um, he actually became a professor of war studies. Uh, at, he was only in his, in his 30s, which is, is a very young age to be, become a professor. Um, yeah, and he's, and he's written for several publications, whether it be uh, The New Statesman um, and others. But his background is very much as an historian, so I suppose that's what he kind of brings to the table um, as his role in as a as a as a policy advisor. You know, he's able to put things in a historical context. And we've seen we've seen um, John Bew literally literally having the ear of the Prime Minister mm-hmm. uh, in recent weeks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, obviously the um, the ongoing conflict in, in Israel and Gaza. And last week, Rishi Sunak flew into Israel uh, to have uh, talks with Benjamin Netanyahu. And there was a picture um, taken on board the flight over, which uh, John Bue's given a briefing to Rishi Sunak. His arrival in Jerusalem, a visible show of support for Israel. And meetings in person, a chance to reaffirm relations. I want to share the deep condolences of the British people and stress that we absolutely support Israel's right to defend itself in line with international law, to go after Hamas, to take back hostages, deter further incursions and to strengthen your security for the long term. So, I mean, I think we can return to his views, but I just want to, we mentioned his age, he's, he's 43. This is, mm-hmm. this is a meteoric rise to where he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big job, lots of responsibility. We can see he's front and centre. He's working very closely with the, the Prime Minister. He is one of the most influential people mm-hmm. in Downing Street. There's presumably a very generous salary going with all of this, but how mm-hmm. and ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did he get there? Well, essentially, uh, you know, like his father, he studied at Cambridge and his doctorate was on the subject of shaping unionism in Northern Ireland. So his background is in academia and for a long time it seemed to be he was following his father's footsteps um, as a historian. Uh, In 2013, he became the youngest person ever to hold the Kissinger Terror in Foreign Policy Research Post at the US Library of Congress and then obviously became a professor of war studies at King's College in London. during this time, he contributed to several uh, political publications and he wrote several books. One was actually um, a 
biography of the former Labour Prime Minister Clement Attlee, um, and he also wrote a, a history of real politic. That's the the system of politics based on practical rather than ideological reasoning. But it was it is work um, with the which is a right leaning think tank, the Policy Exchange, that he was brought to the attention of Boris Johnson, and then Boris Johnson obviously brought him into his team to advise him on on uh, on various topics, uh, not least Brexit. And as we say now, he didn't elect Alessa the Fleur. <laughs> uh, he is the son of Lord Bew, yep. Paul Bew. Many people will know exactly who that is. Many people mm-hmm. won't. But who is that now? Well, Paul Bew is one of our most accomplished and renowned historians. Um, he's frequently uh, a commentator on you know, Irish history and politics and things like that. Um, like his son, he was educated at Cambridge um, and for decades he worked as a professor of Irish politics at Queen's um, and he's written scores of books on Irish politics and uh, biographies of you know, the nationalist politicians Charles Sir Purnell and John Redmond. Um, he was also, between 1998 and 2001, he was a historical advisor to the Bloody Sunday Inquiry and he was also involved in the Boston College Project, which um, some people might know it's... It was based on recorded interviews, anonymous recorded interviews, uh, with former loyalist and uh, Republican um, paramilitaries. And it's been the subject of a lot of legal wrangling and court cases. Um, there was uh, essentially, you know, the authorities felt that these tapes could provide evidence of crimes committed during the Troubles that have been so far unsolved. Um, and therefore, they were able to get access to a few of these tapes. And that's resulted in. Uh, a few court cases, yeah. It was very controversial. Very controversial. Um, as I always say, Andrew, I think the Boston Tapes is a whole other podcast. Very so much, hopefully yeah. I'll get yourself in to talk about the Boston mm-hmm. Tapes because I think yeah. we really do need to speak about that. Yeah. But Paul Bew has had an, a very interesting journey um, regarding yeah. political, personal political beliefs. He's a former communist. <laughs> well, who isn't? <laughs> uh, 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 and a former member of the Workers' Party. Yeah, it's a very, very strange and interesting journey when it comes to his own uh, personal political beliefs. As you said, he was a member of the British and Irish Communist Organisation and also the Workers' Party, uh, known as official Sinn Féin previously. Um, but his left-leaning uh, his, his left-leaning attitudes moved slowly um, to the right over the years. And, you know, now he's a, he's a very, well, I wouldn't say maybe a staunch unionist, but he's a unionist anyway. Um, and he was a close friend of David Trimble, who actually uh, gave him, it was on the interview panel to give uh, Paul Bew his first job at Queen's. And he served as, as kind of um, his informal advisor um, in the talks that uh, led up to the signing of the Good Friday Agreement. And then he was made a life peer in 2007 where he sits as a, as a crossbencher. And he's made some comments. I mean, he had this informal um, he had this informal role with the Good Friday Agreement and he yeah. has made several comments in recent years, you know, in yeah. terms of what, where it all went wrong, basically. One, one prescient one was actually just, it was only a few years after the standing Good Friday Agreement in the early 2000s, um, where he kind of observed that both, you know, nationalist and unionist traditions were becoming... Uh, increasingly polarised and kind of inward looking and he predicted um, that it would be possible or even likely that the consequence of this would be a sort of a political ice age as he called it which would last for years and obviously as we've seen with uh, the political impasses at Stormont in recent years he was uh, right on the money. Let's return to John, Mm -hmm. the man of the moment. So what do we know of his views? Let's start Israel-Palestine. 
Well, yeah, yeah, he's written, um, you know, quite a lot in various publications and and his and his own work about his views on various global affairs regarding Israel. He, he previously, you know, argued that the West shouldn't take its eye um, off the region. You know, just uh, don't leave it to to sort out its own affairs. He said, uh, shutting the door in the region and hoping they just get on with it is no sort of solution at all. And obviously, you know, the recent um, uh, conflict in the Middle East um, would prove that to be the case. And obviously. He flew in to Israel recently with uh, Rishi Sunak, so um, he wasn't wrong when he said that. Um, yeah. I mean, and that, uh, can we presume that Rishi Sunak's views have been, he, he has blessed Israel with the absolute right of, of mm. self-defence and even rather more neutral commentators would have found that even extraordinary. Do you think that could come from John Bew? I mean, did you, I, mean we, I presume his, well, his views are very pro-Israel. You would imagine so, yes. And as obviously as his foreign policy advisor, that's his job is to, is to give advice whether or not um, Rishi Sunak takes it or not is, is a different story. But you would have to imagine that um, the briefings that John, uh, John Bew's given him have, have put the Israel-Palestine issue in the historical context. And obviously it's something that goes back decades and is very sensitive. Um, but you would imagine that, yes, he would have some influence in that matter, yeah. And in world affairs, where does he stand generally, I mean, in terms of the Russian-Ukraine conflict and, and other conflicts? Yeah, well, he's uh, big into, uh, you know, the importance of national defence. I mean, he wrote like a, this huge, well, he didn't wrote, he was one of the key, key authors of this huge kind of review back during Boris Johnson's tenure on the the UK's kind of strategy um, in terms of global affairs over, you know, over the course of the, the incoming years. And as a result of that, one of the, the outworkings was a multi-billion pound increase in uh, defence spending. Um, so he's very much of that nature. He, he recognises, you know, the, the threats in terms of technology, you know, AI and things like that. The era of cutting our defence budget must end and it ends now. An increasing defence spending by £24.1 billion over the next four years. Our warships and combat vehicles will carry directed energy weapons, destroying targets with inexhaustible labors, uh, lasers. And for them, the, the phrase out of ammunition will become redundant. He's been described by several people as a pragmatist, so he knows, well, He's very much concrete in terms of his views and, and his realism when he's looking at world affairs. I mean, he previously, um, you know, criticised the the Cameron government of of not realising the world that we're living in right now and and the threats that um, other countries. That was pose. that was with regards to defence cuts. That was defence cuts, yeah. And obviously, with his review and the the outer workings of that, it was very much um, the complete opposite of of what Cameron's government did. He has also been described as a pragmatic uh, man. Um, mm-hmm. You well, that's suppose how what we would English for real politic. I real suppose politic, yeah. uh, he has written for the left-leaning New Statesman, and some friends say, well, they think he's probably a Labour voter. So it's perhaps a little more complicated. Yeah, very much so. Um, I say, I think he would be a kind of a man that would be suited in either a Labour. Or a conservative government. I mean, it seems a, a strange choice to pick this historian who's written for left-leaning publications, but he's also written for written for right-leaning publications. Um, to, to pick him to be a foreign policy advisor, but at the end of the day, um, he, you know, he is an expert really um, on global affairs. But um, as that that, that friend uh, said about him about being a Labour voter, at the you know he caveat that with, but he's you know 
he's not tribal at all. Well, Andrew, as you know, it's all about us. It always is. What are his views? Do we know on Northern Ireland? Well, he has written uh, before about you know the, the the future of the union in Northern Ireland. Um, I say his father was an advisor to uh, to David Trimble, um, and he is you know like his father. He is he is a unionist. He doesn't have the same perhaps colourful background come from the Communist Party, um, but yeah, he's he's firmly a unionist. Fan question: Are there any other prominent people from here in at the heart of the UK government, or have there been in recent the recent years? Well, they have been before, but uh, currently, as as things stand, to be honest, I don't really know. Obviously, um, in you know, there's the Northern Ireland office, which is filled with people from here, you know, advising the Secretary of State in Northern Ireland affairs. But in terms of um, prominent positions in the cabinet, um, not as far as I know. Andrew Madden, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.